podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You guys, our partners at Symbol have a brand new offering that we are really excited about. A quick reminder that you probably already know. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 8,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.symbol.com to create a free account, and when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code RASPY12. R-A-S-P-Y-12 for a money-back guarantee. Yes, you heard that right. Symbol is offering a money-back guarantee to all of the listeners for our show. That money-back guarantee means even if you lose money in the first 90 days, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Visit www.symbol.com and use the promo code RASPY12 and your deposit will have a money-back guarantee up to $500. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams today. Gridiron Metalworks is our new sponsor for the Raspy Voice Kids for the RVK. We are now working with Gridiron Metalworks. It's the perfect gift for the hard to shop for. Metal home goods that are made for college super fans. You can find collegiate branded grills, grates, and griddles, and or flower pots, stainless steel bookends, and coasters, even can coolers, all in actual school colors not just the, oh, it's close, like other manufacturers do. It's a gift that you can almost guarantee someone doesn't have. It's high quality and made in the USA. Also, there's free shipping on all orders over $100. Go to www.gridironmetal.com, use the code RASPY12, and you can jump in on the benefits. Gridiron Metal Works, making things that you want, that you need. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Jeremy J. N. Fiend Phoenix. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. This is the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You are now tuned into our OSU review. Jeremy, what you got for the people? Look at all that energy you got, son. Man, um, broken record, man. Broken record. You may say I'm sick of this. I can't say that. We won two games in a row. We're, we got to four and four. We looked like we rebounded. Our team was still here. And then we, we ran into a buzzsaw, man. There's some things we'll get to in the game that I wasn't happy with. Uh, I'm not happy with the outcome. Uh, we only got three more of these left. So like I said, enjoy them while you can. But man, uh, Oklahoma State from beginning to end absolutely whipped us. Now our defense came to play. You may look at the final score, 24 to three. But Brandon, total yards. Oklahoma State only had 285 total yards. Our defense did their job. Um, untimely penalties to extend drives for Oklahoma State did it. Um, a couple, uh, at least one turnover by Oklahoma State. But uh, those aren't the main things to focus on. They just outplayed us defensively, man, all day in our backfield. And uh, there's things to say about that. There's things that I feel like we could have done differently. But overall, Oklahoma State, I always say, if we lose to a better team than us, I don't get overly excited. And today, we weren't better than Oklahoma State. And tomorrow, we won't be better than Oklahoma State. And next week, we won't be better than Oklahoma State. They came in. 
They had a tenacious defense, offensive coordinator, whoever it may be, uh, whatever secret offense coordinator we have, uh, didn't look any different. <laughs> didn't look any different than some of the other games I saw. We had a three-point output for the entire game. Our only three points coming on the, what, first, maybe the second drive of the entire game? First drive. Brandon, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's a broken record. Over and over again. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like on Bebe's kids. When he said, my daddy used to put on that CD, and he would whip me. And, this, and he would whip me to the music, and the CD would just skip. Whip you when I wanna, when I wanna, when I wanna, when yeah. I wanna, and that's the way this season feels. See, the, the thing that I feel is that I don't feel like it's a broken record because we went on a two-game win streak, and we won a game that we had no business winning against Iowa State. We lost a game we were supposed to lose today. We were supposed to lose by three. We ended up losing by 21. That part doesn't make any sense to me. What I don't understand is when it's not working with Daggy in the offensive line, why don't we try something different? I'm not That's true. And you always no, hold on, hold on, but what you always say is not that we win or we lose, it's how we look. And offensively, like like you're going to ha- going to point out, I don't feel like we tried anything else, but go ahead. Yeah, there was no imagination. There was nothing. When the offensive line couldn't beat Oklahoma's one-on-one, we couldn't win our one-on-one matchups. Deggy cannot get out the way to save his life. He's got concrete around his feet. The man cannot get out of the way to save his life. If he has a clean pocket, he's a good quarterback. When he doesn't, he's a below-average quarterback. He's bad. He was bad today. But he was There's... bad in large part because people lived in our backfield, like you said, because we couldn't win our one-on-one battles and because we couldn't keep them off of Deggy's back. So what do you do There's... in that situation? You're putting a running quarterback. They're so scared of playing Garrett Green because he makes – I know they said that he turns the ball over. He hasn't turned the ball over yet. He's put the ball on the ground, and we've recovered. And I understand it's a higher rate because he hasn't played as much. But he's our only option. The point, the, the drive we got three points on, Green was in. Green played that like triple option. The last drive of the game, we should have scored points, but we were going for it on fourth down. So we would have had another three. The only time we've scored the entire time against Oklahoma State is when we had to make them think with a, with, with a, uh, with a quarterback who could run. I just don't understand why he's taxed and judged so harshly for making mistakes, and, and Jared Deggie is not. All those sacks on Jared Deggy were not his fault. But some of them were. Yeah. Because when you can't move at when you can't move at all, when the pocket collapses and you can't move at all, there's a problem. We need to go to something else. I know well, I'm not the only one who saw it. Well, there's more the than just that. Like Dan Orlovsky said, Deggy I was going there too. Deggy missed a lot of open receivers today. He missed in his progression. He doesn't go through his progressions fast enough. It's not just that he doesn't move his feet. It's not just that he can't move his feet. It's also that he goes through his progressions too slowly. So when he goes through his progressions and it takes him forever to do it, it gives the defense more time to get to him. And that's what happened today. And Dan Olaski also said, he said, if I were a West Virginia fan, by the way, this is unbiased Dan Olaski. NFL quarterback Dan Orlowski, probably watching West Virginia for the first or second time of, uh, the entire year, Dan Orlowski, he said, if I were a Mountaineer fan, I would be asking Neil Brown that after you see that things aren't working, why aren't you putting a more quarterback in, in the game? Why isn't Garrett Green getting more playing time? He said that during, say that. This, this neutral party quarterback who's calling the game for the NFL says that. When you lose 24-3, to something needs to change. 
People who are champion Jared Dagey after his 400-yard game last game, I understand. He had two good games in a row, but in this game, like Brandon, you say all the time, every game's not equal. Every game is his own. Now we're in this game, and things are breaking down. How how can we not look to even give somebody else a try, to give a running quarterback a try? I'm not putting this on Dagey all the way. I, I feel like this needs to be an offense coordinator, a head coaching, hey, let's try something else. Yeah, and I want to say um, I'm with Dan Orlovsky, not just because he said try a running quarterback. I just want to try something different. It could be Goose Crowder for all that Matt, for all I care. I just want to try something when nothing is working and nothing worked today. We and when you talk and when you talk about nothing, offense. now you're talking about nothing working. What are you talking about? Nothing working. I mean, whatever we were trying as far as our protection packages were concerned did not work. Whatever we were oh. trying as far as what. Oh, oh, so you're probably talking about how um, our rushing yards. Do you know how many rushing yards we had total for the game? No idea. I know. No, no idea. 17 yards. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's so, no, so nothing's working in the running game. Um, passing, let's see. Maybe we had a big game. Hey, how many yards do you think we had passing this game? Total. Well, I know we finally went over 100 yards, so I'm guessing we had 85 yards passing. 116 yards passing. 133 yards for the game. <laughs> I can't make this yeah. up. You mean to tell me with 133 yards for the entire game, somebody else can't get in the game to see what we can do? You're not even willing to try. You're not even willing to look. What, what are we doing? The thing that kills me is fans are like, well, Garrett Green fumbled. He shouldn't be back in the game. Okay. <clears throat> Last game, Jared Deggie threw a pick six and still ended up with the third highest overall quarterback rating in all of college football. You can make mistakes and make up for them. But Garrett Green's not given that chance. He's never given that opportunity. This Jared Dagey, Neil Brown, ghost uh, offensive coordinator just put up 133 yards in an entire game. Granted, they played a great defense. But when Garrett Green comes in, he gives us just an X factor. I'm not saying he needs a start. I'm saying he needs some kind of playing time, some kind of mix, because that works. And when you don't do that after the first quarter, I don't know. I almost feel like you're not trying. I feel like you're not even trying. That's how I feel too. It almost feels like there's some kind of a, I, I don't know. It, <clears throat> something's not right and it needs to be fixed. And uh, I'm not a fan of it. What I am a fan of is finally, re finally retiring number nine. I'm glad they got major Harris, not only in the hall of fame, but his number will not be worn by anyone else ever again. And that's the way it should be. Number nine is immortalized in Morgantown. We did not cover it before the game. But we are going to recognize it now the game has come and gone. That's right. That's right. Hey, we're tired nine. I love that they retired um, Major Harris's number. I love that they retired Pac-Man Jones's number. I I'm so glad they retired Alvin Swoop's number. Um, that's the way to show love. Jock you know, Sanders. Never again. No, nobody going to wear Jock Sanders' number again <laughs> ever in the gold and the blue. The other thing is, Brandon, watching this game, I was so sick of hearing about Oklahoma State in the college football playoff. I mean, the whole game, all we heard about is what are their chances? They're here. What are their And I, I kept thinking, when we start beating them, they're going to shut up about this because it's over. Nope. Keep hearing about Bedlam. Oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. The whole game. And you know what happened? We couldn't shut them up. So we get tired of people picking the other team on game day. We get tired of people talking about other teams. 
in this game, we had our opportunity to shut people's mouths during the middle of the game. Had got we could have got them to shut up about the CFP for Oklahoma State and everything else in Bedlam, and yet we couldn't do it. So that's just the main thing. Just focus on us, man. We got three more of these left. I'm gonna root for the Golden Blue, but it's not even a punch in the stomach. It's just uh, you know, it well, is no, what I it is. And, and I didn't think we were gonna win out. I didn't think we were gonna win six in a row. So I wasn't surprised we lost this game. We still have a chance to make it to a bowl game. We've got Kansas, Kansas State, and Texas left on our schedule. All three teams are very beatable. Kansas should be a W. Then you just got to get one out of Texas and Kansas State to make it to a bowl game, which is a big deal for us, especially in Neil Brown's third year. So I'm not down on this team. I'm down on this. I guess. I guess my thing. I, I guess I'm more down because I thought maybe this could be a, a turning point. I'm not down. I'm not down you at all. Actually, no, I'm not down at all. We both picked them to lose. But I felt like it, I felt like maybe it could be a turning point if they won. That Iowa State game would have been looked at as the turning point where they really started to believe, and man, they started doing things that you never could believe. And nope, nope, nope. We just had a good game against Oklahoma State. Excuse me, against Iowa State, and we beat a bad TCU game. And nope, we're the exact same team. You see, TCU is beating Baylor though, right? I don't care. I don't care. That's a rivalry game, so it's not that big a deal. All I'm saying is. It's hard to tell who's what, but Oklahoma State's defense is legit. That's without question. It's been that way all year, and it was that way today. So give them credit. Give Mike Gundy credit. Give them kudos and move on. I want to give our defense credit, too. 285 yards total for the other team. A couple bad penalties could have taken uh, a couple touchdowns off the off the board. Our defense came and to play. And don't forget that muff punt that they recovered from. I'm so, mm, that I'm muff so sick punt, of those muff That muff punt was like a backbreaker, even though they didn't score on it because the defense bowed up. That muff punt was a big deal. It was a huge Brandon, turning point for us. Brandon, every, it feels like every year we at least have one muff punt that breaks our back. And it almost feels like once a year. And I don't understand why every other team catches them like there's no, like it's no big deal. And we, every single year, it's always at least once that we're like, oh, my goodness. Well, part of that is Isaiah Esdale being out with the broken ribs. Um, so he wasn't able to be back there to return it. It's Grayson Malashevich. So that's what happened this time. Yeah, this time, but it's always a time and there's always a reason. And I just, you know, it's just deflating. But, hey, you know, that's what it is. We're four and five. Can we fight to get a a, a bowl game against uh, Northwest Dakota State Central? We'll see. <laughs> Hopefully we hey, can man. play ball and get one. Go ahead. One thing I want to say, too, is people keep talking about how young this offensive line is. I don't want to hear it. And here's why I don't want to hear it. There's no guarantee that these guys will all be together next year. We just played against Wickline, who was on our offensive line, who's now been at Oklahoma State for two years. You have no idea who's staying, who's coming, who's going because of the transfer portal. So I don't like talking about how young the offensive line is and how long they've got to play together because we have no idea if they're going to play together. We'll just have to wait and see. Yep, that's what it is, man. Life is a Mountaineer fan. Hopefully next week's better. We out. Sports Social Podcast Network.